You are listening to the Faces for the Future podcast, a podcast dedicated to exploring the stories of young creatives. My name is Jacob Deer. I'm a documentary photographer, publisher, and visual artist, and I'm going to be sitting down with creators to listen to their inspiration, interests, and process, hearing the lessons they have learned and how they broke out of the mold. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Faces for the Future podcast. We're on episode 11. Episode 11 already. Flying through these. Two a week. We're doing well, guys. We're doing well. And thank you for all the positive feedback and also sharing this podcast on social media. In this episode, I actually have a friend of mine who I met when I moved to Cheltenham. His name is David Shakel. He is a photographer currently studying editorial and advertising at the University of Gloucestershire. Oh, I said that was pretty easy to go back to the start. I got I left school and I just didn't know what I wanted to do. Mm. Um, and my grandfather and brother and and I suppose influences of the to me at the time was going at a trade. It doesn't matter if you don't do it for the rest of your life. Going at a trade. Mm. Um, it's something you always fall back on, blah, blah, blah. So I was unable to get an apprenticeship at the time, and I went to college. Um, and it was through a lecturer at college that I ended up getting an apprenticeship. Mm. Um, served an apprenticeship as a mechanical engineer, um, and I just stuck in that world for 20 years. <laughs> um, it gave me an opportunity to travel the world. Mm. So it gave me a chance to experience and live abroad while working. Um, I climbed the ranks. I gained all different skill sets. And I just got to a point um, where I was just ready for something fresh and new. Mm. Nothing was really happening. And I, um, cut a long story short, had a breakdown. Yeah. And it was like, well, I can't continue to do this anymore. So what am I going to do if I'm not doing this? Um, and everyone kind of, kind of around me had, had commented on the photography that I do and stuff. Cause I, I used to take photograph of, uh, equestrian sports and cool. things on the side just to, um, keep my hand in with photography really. Yeah. Um, Have but a not, outlet. With the, not with the, the view of, of being professional, just, mm to yeah just just something to do um photography on that note is the only thing i've ever found in the world that when i'm in that moment of taking a photograph the whole world just disappears around me all my anxiety or thoughts everything just vanishes um the moment i come out of that so it wouldn't stick for maybe a whole shoot but Certainly, there's a, a, a fair chunk of time within that shoot where yeah. the whole outer existence yeah. doesn't doesn't um, yeah just doesn't bother me in any way. You know, I'm I'm very focused and very fixed about what I'm doing, um, and it's the only thing I've ever found that's done that. So, putting all these things together, I was like, right, okay, I don't know how photography works at the level I'd like to do. Because mm. I thought if I was going to do it professionally, what would I want to do? I knew that I didn't want to be a wedding photographer. Yeah. I didn't really have any interests 
or the or hobbies that I thought, oh, I want to photograph this, and I want to, mm. you know, be a I don't know whatever skateboarding photographer or a music yeah. photographer or, or whatever. Um, because to me, I, I'm probably in the minority, and it's it's the science side of it that gets to me. So yeah. I'm yeah. quite technical, and it's quite that that interests me. It's probably with being an engineer, but I'm more science-based than art-based. I'll come back to this later. But, um, yeah, so for me, I was like, okay, I need to figure out how to do this, how to, A, communicate with the photography world. Definitely. And, B, um, try and find a way to, to, you know, put some food on the table with it. So I tried uh, initially doing things like um, portraits and stuff, and, and, and people were interested until you mentioned money payment. Um, yeah, and I was like, yeah, this this just isn't going to work. So I sat and researched um, about how I could sort of retrain, um, and I read something online. And as with most things online, you take it with a pinch of salt. Um, and it said if you've never had a student loan before as a UK citizen you were entitled to one or some, something along those lines. Okay. So I phoned up Student Finance England and they said, yeah, you've never had a loan. We can pretty much, you know, unless there's, there's a, an obvious reason why not, mm-hmm. then there's no reason why we wouldn't give you a loan to go and study and, and do what you wanted to do. So at that precise moment, that was sold. That was what I was going to do. <laughs> That's when the tick uh, hit the checkbox. Yeah, I... I found that I could get a maintenance loan, um, mm. which would help towards living costs. Yeah. Um, and then it was just a case of just finding a little part-time job just to, just to make things tick over. So for me, that was that was the done deal, you mm. know. Um, and then I, I kind of, this happened uh, in January. Um, and then I had to wait till September. Yeah. So in January... I started applying through UCAS to all the different courses. Um, and there was, there was one course in particular that I always wanted from the research, and it was the editorial and advertising, because that was the world I wanted to go into, mm. the research. I looked at who influenced me within photography and what they'd done, how they got there, how they made their money, what, you know, what made them who they are. Mm. Um, and it all comes from there. And then I set myself a goal. Um, I was very big into self-help at the time. Okay. And um, I think it was Tony Robbins said, nice. set yourself uh, an out there challenge that you think is unachievable and just keep working at it every day um, in a very crude way. But that was kind of what he was getting at. Definitely, definitely. So my goal was I wanted to be able to walk into the likes of WH Smiths at any time and I would have an image in a magazine somewhere <laughs> on the shelf. And that that would happen whenever I walked in there. That yeah. that was my ultimate goal. Yeah. Not that that would put bread on the table, but that's photography. No, but it's a goal. personal goal. I was like, right, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, I want to be known as a as a published photographer. Yeah. So this course um, was was perfect for that because it had industry links. It was based around that world. Mm. Um, so I researched 
everything I possibly could about the lecturers um, and everything on there. And then I went for my interview um, a couple of weeks later. And everybody's interview lasted about 10, 15 minutes. Mine went on for nearly two hours. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's when you know you got your research right. That's how things tend to go. But um, yeah, and I just knew from that point, this is... This is where I'm meant to be. This yeah. is what I'm meant to be doing. Um, and I kind of, in that moment, it was the first time that I ever gave myself permission to in do life to, to go and do something. Everything had always been for somebody else at that point. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it was either, oh, I've got to do this because I've got to provide this, or mm. I've got to do this because such and such. Or Whereas mm. this was the first time for me that I was like, no, I'm I'm giving myself permission to do this, to go and do what I want to do, mm. um, which was such a big thing. I could imagine, yeah. Um, and yeah, off we started in September. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, but, man. That's such an interesting journey that yourself took to get to the point where you were walking, excuse me, <clears throat> walking through the door to study at uh, UOG the Ed and Ad course is actually a really good course um I got a chance to sort of look at it very closely but I think the interesting thing in that your your journey is that although for yourself it took a while to get to a point where you were able to sort of somewhat pull the trigger and decide to to do something for yourself it's not necessarily you know I try and say this to myself it's not necessarily about how long it takes is about achieving it and getting to that point um because we live in such a a culture sometimes where it's like we need everything now 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 like it's like everything has to be done quickly it's like you know i had i still have (laughs) i have this goal these different tiers of goals for myself in that you know i have the lower daily goals and xyz and then lifetime goals and one of them is to win an oscar i don't know in what but i'd love to win an oscar someday not not for me but for my mum to prove to her like you know all of this work that I've put in does lead somewhere it does lead to something whether that's an award or or just complete freedom but I think it's really interesting you're saying about the the technical aspects of photography because that's one thing that I picked up on yourself when we first met um because I'm quite a technical photographer myself I like I spent you know a fair amount of my early years in photography learning the technical aspects of cameras and flashes and how to best use them in best scenarios and so when me and Dave actually met it was a case of I think we were talking about camera settings and it was like we sort of just like connected over camera settings and it sort of divulged off into that which is really interesting actually but the thing that I have seen is you're, you've definitely taken on more of a style since the first time we met. Really? See, that's something I, again, I know we've probably had endless conversations. I feel like we have. Sort of year and a bit about mm. this, but um, it's something I, I, I was hungry for. I was like, I need to know my style. What's my style? Mm. Well, I've got to have a style because all my idols had a style. Yeah. So you'd look at a photograph and you go, oh, yeah, that's that's an Albert Watson. Or you'd look at something that would be, oh, yeah, that's Herb Ritz or yeah. that's um, whoever. You know, that there was very much a key signature. 
Mm. And I was like, to make it, that's what you've got to have. Mm. Whereas, hopefully I've matured somewhat, but now I look at it very differently. Like, Okay. Um, I'm not bothered about a style anymore. Now, maybe that style's come because I'm not bothered about it. It might but be that. for me, um, I've decided to look at things a different way, um, certainly since the start of this year, mm. is that I've decided to look at it as a trade again. So as an engineer, yeah. you'd learn your rudimentary kind of basics, mm. and then you apply those basics to it. So for me, that's how I'm looking at it. It's like, okay, well, I've spent all this time learning how to use these tools and this craft. Okay. Now, I want to go off and create. And that's where the frustration is for me now because I'm sure every photographer would agree that it's it's immensely frustrating. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's what the challenge is about it, right? Is that Definitely. that's where you go, whether it's a project that you need to try and work out how you're going to do or research that you're going to get for that or, or wherever. But for me, yeah, I think that was also the other thing is that if I went into the editorial and advertising world, mm. I'd be given briefs. It wasn't for me to yeah. um, kind of self orchestrate i could uh, you know it was kind of like right we want this this is the price this is where it is definitely blah, blah, blah. we'd like your style in this import is how i'd understand it mm -hmm. um whereas now i i it's really weird like i i don't look at iconic photographs singular anymore um okay. so everything's about bodies of work for me now mm. so um at the moment i'm writing a, an essay about um, the in-depths of Migrant Mother but it's nothing to do with that photograph it's, it's for to me, do with everything else the actual the other five that she took yeah um, and how that works together and I think obviously at university there's another course there which is the, the documentary mm. um, side and, and I always saw you know that there was collections of photographs yeah. And then one of my lecturers, um, an amazing inspiration, Matty Murray, um, watching his work and his projects and speaking to him about them mm. and learning that soon as you start adding more and more, how wild it gets, you know, how kind of how big the body grows and how all its different interpretations can go many different ways. So definitely, yeah, I think the first year at university is like, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, uh, because school wasn't pleasant for me in any way, shape, or form. Hmm. Um, and I think that was the other thing with, with being an engineer. It was that I didn't have to be an academic. I could just sit and yeah, you know, play with stuff and yeah, make things. Yeah. On a, on Just a, make on, things work. Yeah, yeah, like you know, and that's how it was. So something was broken. Okay, why is it broken? This is why it's broken, or this is why it. it's causing this. You fix it. You get huge satisfaction. Look, it doesn't do that anymore. Yeah, that, yeah. Me, blah blah blah. Whereas to walk back in and have to start writing essays and mm. understanding what this was about and why that was there, that that was really um, hard for me, I guess, to and a culture shock. Definitely. Because I never had to explain it before. 
It yeah. was just like, yeah, it doesn't work because. But I never had to explain how I knew that. Mm. You know? Mm, uh, mm. It's a completely different workflow. It's a completely different field. However, I'm still very much of the opinion that um, I've done it right for me. I, I don't think I've been ready for university after school. I wasn't mm. mature enough. I wasn't in the right place. Mm. Uh, certainly didn't have the confidence. Uh, and it just wasn't something that I think would have gone well if I did go. Yeah. Whereas... I've kind of gone off and I've done a little bit and I've gained experience and learned life skills. Yeah. Whereas now I'm for it. Um, and I want to, and I want to sit in the education arena for a while. I think, you know, certainly okay. it's not about qualifications. No. I'm quite interested in what a master's has to offer. Okay. Um, well, I'm sure we can have a conversation about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because it's back to you then taking more control of, of, yourself as an artist yeah um, and that's very much where where i'm I, i'd like to go because whether photography works out for me or it doesn't you know i'm i'm under no illusion how many people graduate a photography course and, and then go into baking cakes or, or something that's yeah different not photography. I'm, I'm well aware that you know that's out there um well, there's just something deep in my gut that's been there since the first day of uni that mm. this isn't meant to be for me. Mm. And I think all that hard slog is is coming to an end. Like, yeah, I'm my kind of I'm on the right path for me now. Definitely, and I think a master's is definitely a um, a good option to further one's thinking. The way I I've been trying to think of studying uh, especially a creative subject which in my opinion isn't the best way of being graded because it's a subjective um, form rather than objective you know you can mark a maths essay or a maths question because you know the answer but you can't necessarily mark an image because there is no answer but that's a whole different topic we won't go that way <laughs> let's keep it on the track that I was trying to stay on but um for me, I'm trying to. I try and look at it all as self um, improvement and self uh, involvement as an artist, and especially at a master's level, it's much more about how you take everything that you've learned, whether that be in photography or outside in life skills, and how do you implement that into work that you create? And it makes you think much more deeply about where I sit, where my work sits. And what can I create create to help bolster those things? And I think the education system can be fantastic for people. It can, you know, and I'd like to think that maybe I could, you know, maybe I'm a result of the education. I know I'm a result of the education system, but it can be very difficult for people. As you said, you know, maybe coming straight out of school, university wasn't a direction for you because it just didn't, it wouldn't have worked. And I think I was in a similar situation when I was young. Um, I, I think most of my family and friends would say that the idea of me studying at that time was something they wouldn't have ever thought of and now I'm sat here after you know god nearly 10 years of it but in that there's been a hell of a lot of self-development and I think for yourself especially as you're still somewhat early in your development in the education system anyways you know two years on a on a undergrad is still very early in in a development of oneself as an artist and and maybe even a person 
I think it could be really interesting to see yourself taking this new mindset going forward in other directions. Yeah, totally. I think as well to touch back and not deviate too much, but I think it's it's a learning new parameters. You know, like as you said, how do you teach creativity? Mm. Um, I think that's the thing, isn't it? it you, you have to ultimately you it has to be successful or unsuccessful yeah but it's by what do you grade that against mm. um but i think my big frustration at the moment is that i think photography for me is about saying something to the world mm. so it's it's a way that anyone who takes a photograph is is saying something whether it's a document in a moment in time yeah. or a person or, or whatever or it's saying to the world look there's an issue with this or we you know this is a real good thing we need more of this it's it's mm. affirmation or, or whatever um i think you know how many photographers actually have something to say to them? yeah it's a good question that's to ask. The, i think that's the difference for me and that's what i'm kind of looking at at the moment is mm. uh, the successful photographers and when i say successful i don't mean famous i just mean people that have created bodies of work for for quite a while um and you know people relate to it Mm. um is it because they've they they have opinions on things and certainly for me i found that you know how everyone has everyone has an opinion on things mm. in this day and age <laughs> but yeah. nobody wants to voice it unless it's on facebook uh, yeah but then is 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 that their opinion or is that an opinion to get them validation potentially yeah no i think it's really interesting with that you know that all, with regards to sort of creating those bodies of work and having being a, an artist with an opinion i think especially in in the world of documentary work i think it it is very important that the the photographer or the artist depending on what medium has an opinion of what they're making but one of the things that i sort of learned whilst on my masters and it's sort of stuck in my head now and it's i don't think it will ever go away is that when you're capturing an image you may be documenting something, but the question you need to ask yourself is what are you actually telling? So what is this six by six, six by seven, whatever frame actually telling and is it needed? You know, I work in in the world of books and exhibitions, primarily books at the moment, but so making a sequence for a body of work is very important because you need images to work back and forth to tell the story. So before I even take an image and I see a composition or I see something I want to document, I'm questioning not only why I'm taking it, but what is it for? Is it for me? Is it for the story that I'm telling you? And these are all questions you sort of learn over time, I feel. Yeah, completely. And I, and I think that's the thing, isn't it? You know, that... <laughs> As I said, I, I look at photography now as a craft mm. in the sense of a craftsman or a person. Definitely. Uh, you know, I don't want to yeah, offend anyone out there. down that road. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, it's a craft. So it's it's kind of, it's using that craft. Mm. Mm. And it's how you use it. 
And I think it comes from a technical base as well. It's understanding the technical aspects. For me, it is. You know, I, I'm, and I know I'm in a minority. And mm. people may say that it's quite an amateur um, take. But for mm. me, ultimately, photography is recording light. Yeah. So there's no ifs, buts, or maybes. That's, that's all it is. Well, that's what the sensor sees. So that's what it is. Um, you know, so for me, it's, it's understanding how to do that. But you can sure you can only do that when you are technically proficient. Can you then take that forward and say, okay, this is how I'm going to create this to say this, Definitely. you know? Um, for me, that's, that's where it has to be. Yeah. But I don't know, you know, then there are other, you hear of, I won't mention any names, but quite famous photographers that are quite open and say, I, I, I don't know what settings are. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what. I th- what yeah. I think there's that is, like really. And then you kind of realize that they probably did at one time, but because they work in such big production teams, like yeah. that's not their job anymore. No, their you job know? is the vision. I don't know. I just think there's there's something very much beautiful about understanding mm. how things work and and kind of putting your own your own signature on that. Definitely, I think you know when I when I was on uh, my BA at Bath, um, one of the lecturers there asked us the question. I, I'm sure you've heard of the photographer, but Gregory Crudson. I think it's yeah, Gregory Crudson. Gregory, Gregory, yeah, Crudson, yeah, um, who creates these fantastic, um, you know, yeah. yeah, these one-off sort of. They're basically paintings with images. It's really, really interesting. If anyone's listening or watching, make sure you go check out Gregory Crudson's work. But we found out, well, it's common knowledge that he doesn't actually even press the shutter release on the the camera. So the question we were asked is: Is he the photographer? And the whole class was very much divided if i remember correctly at the time very much divided between yes and no and for me i i said i if i remember right i said something along the lines of yes he is the photographer because he is the one with the vision and at the end of the day it's the vision that makes the image the technical prowess is very important and understanding that and i don't know his technical abilities they might be monumental or they might be minuscule i don't know but as long as you understand how to make the image you can then use that vision to create it yeah completely i I think you know that applies to anything for me Mm. across the board though you know um although you don't need to be an artist to paint no the chances of the average person with no art understanding Mm. painting something and having it put up in a gallery is probably quite slow. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, it's the art side of it is something I really want to pay a lot more interest to because, you know, obviously there's always new things to learn and, and technically and stuff. But for me, I just, I, I feel I'm ready now for that kind Definitely. of appreciation. <laughs> Hopefully the two will then amalgamate and, and, the work will change again, but I, mm. I don't know. With regards to going back to earlier to style, you know, um, yeah, I'm just not sure if style's a good thing anymore because mm. 
is that does that then mean that you are then stuck to that work? You have to be known for that style for yeah. here on ever. Yeah, yeah. And or you know, if you were to change your style, would you then be critiqued as in, oh well, you know, what happened there? Kind of. I just think, yeah, if it, if it is a fluid, um, if it is a fluid art, then why am I? Why was I so hungry to put myself in a in a box in that sense? You Definitely. know, and but I think that's from understanding and seeing in the outer world what we deem is successful. Mm. Um, but yeah, but then again, I'm, I, I'm also, we've had many conversations about this, but I'm not sure if the way I work at the moment is right for me either because yeah. Photoshop's a huge, a huge scare for me. Okay. I've, <laughs> you know, skills are growing and, and, and I'm learning to be more adept with it, but it's not photography then. It's graphic design for me. Yeah, it starts that's crossing not, a boundary. That's not the world that I wanted to step into. Mm, mm. Um, and I think there's still something, you know, very organic about analog. Unknowingly, in the 80s, there wasn't that option, mm. you know? Um, so for me, yeah, I just think that it's it's something that I've got um, to learn because because when I started technology and design at the time, many, but many years ago, it's not a format that I think I'll I'll embody forever. So then my style would change anyway. Definitely, and I think that's really interesting. You know, style style can pigeonhole us quite easily. I think you know for me. I'm finding myself shooting a lot of similar stuff ever since, you know, finishing my BA and spending a lot of time trying to understand what my style is. I now seem to shoot in a very similar style, you know, like Treasure Island is my style. That's how I shoot. And I'm really trying at the moment, especially to try and break out of that mold a little bit. So I've started shooting a lot more black and white, using flash on the camera, trying to challenge when I shoot during the day, so different lighting conditions. So this is all somewhat technical in some aspect, I suppose, you know. And with that, I'm starting to see different changes in the way that I see the world and I see people. And obviously, at the moment, with lockdown, the world's rather different anyways, which helps in some aspects. But, no, it's interesting you say that in that, you know, you, you don't know if your style's going to change again. It could. It probably will. Um, yeah. and that's good to understand and sort of know that it will because you can be much more accepting to it. And what's made you want to change your style from Treasure Island? What? Uh, it's a good question. I don't think I necessarily want to change my style. I think I want to get better at working in different areas, um, and being able to create images in different styles easier. Um, you know, because I I ended up becoming you know, medium format camera on a tripod or, you know, with a cable release, setting up my shots or, you know, and shooting a lot of five by four and everything was very set up in the, in the sense of that question that was in my head is why am I taking this was very much in the forefront of one's mind 
which made me question why I was taking those images. So it made me think much more about the style that I was taking in to better match images for the book and the exhibition that came after. But I think moving home as Chet made me really try and refigure and re-approach the images that I make because, you know, Burnham is a very small town compared to, you know, say Gloucester. And it's very easy just to make the same image over and over in certain contexts, you know, certain styles and lights. And I noticed the first time I went out with the camera here when I moved home, I shot a roll of um, Kodak Color Plus, got it devved and scanned. And I looked back at it, I was like, I made those images in 2017. They're exactly the same. What am I doing? And so I started looking at, um, oh, I can't remember their names now. Uh, quite current sort of photography work at the moment uh, in the sense of a lot of people are very um, inspired by Martin Parr again so that very slapstick um, not slapstick but that very sort of direct <laughs> direct um, direct flash I need yeah. to pick my words better um, and so I started playing with direct flash and then black and white sort of came into it because uh, Mike, what yourself knows, Mike, my uh, partner at Coverless, has started developing black and white films. So it was, it was a case of, oh, cool, I can get it dev literally down the road from me and get it back within a few days. So started developing how to use black and white. And I think I'm still questioning why I'm ch- might be changing my style, or at least trying to adapt or learn new new ways of approaching work. But I think there's no harm in doing it. Certainly, that's. I think that was the reason for me going to some landscape work as well. Mm. And that how it came about is um, Alex. I think you met Alex. Um, we were in work one day, and he just said, "Why won't you come shoot some landscapes?" And I was like, "No, thanks. It's not. It's not something I want to do." No. Um, so, for people listening to put in context, <laughs> Dave. Uh, when I met Dave, was he he was so involved in portraiture and i had i had tried my best to get him out on the street to do some street images and we went out street shooting once or twice and there was an interest but i don't think it was ever something that was like a fire burning in you and then yeah, yeah uh just before i left cheltenham in december time dave started uploading like landscapes i'm like hang on a minute what's going on here and so i've seen this shift of you starting to shoot landscapes which is really strange actually yeah so how that came about was as i say you know alex was like oh come take some landscapes i was like no you're all right why would what i like i was totally closed off to it totally Mm. like i don't need you influencing me i've got my own (laughs) blah 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 um and it just sat and played on my mind all day and i was like what have i got to lose like Mm. just Go out, do it. Why not? Like, and the the real thing was, I um, I, I same as anything. If I was going to do it, I was going to do it properly, um, rightly or wrongly. Went and invested a, a fair amount of money, bought some filters and all the other carry on that mm. has to go with it, you know. Um, and we just went down to the Seven Bridge. Mm. And I just sat there and I was like, okay, it's a bridge. Like, what? How am I going to, okay, let's start playing about with basic composition and and Mm. see if there's something there. And I just sat on a rock and I was just like, 
this is actually quite nice. Like I don't have someone to engage with yeah. in regards as a portrait. Mm. You know, there's there's a space here for me to just be me. Definitely. Um, it didn't end up too successful, um, mm. but it was it was a nice change. So I was like, oh, right, okay, so I'm gonna keep having a little bash at this. Mm. And then um, I was chatting to one of my lecturers in university and he opened me up something I've never heard of before, which was um, psychogeography, which is very much, yeah, which is very much about you photographing how somewhere makes you feel mm. as opposed to what is actually in front of you. Interesting. So if you go to anywhere, and rather than going, right, okay, how am I going to compose this and, and blah, 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 yeah. you just say, how does this make me feel? Mm. It All the elements that you'd originally trying and capture dissipate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay. And then you've got the challenge, you know, if, you, if something makes you feel particularly angry, how do you do that if it's a, if it's a hot, sunny day, you know? Because yeah. The, the the other side of that is you've then got that to do. Um, but back to the skill set, you know, we can all create anything anywhere at any time. Mm. Um, and for me, it was just such a change because it was like, right, okay, you know, what what is that? Um, and certainly there's a shot there from Swanage um, of an old pier. Um, and I purposely went this time to get that photograph. Okay. Um, and we arrived in Swanage and we, we kind of, we had a little visit around Dorset anyway. We went to Durdledore before and then um, we kind of had a, a few iconic places and had a look around. Nothing much was happening photographically-wise. It was like, oh, here we go again. You know, like kind yeah, of, yeah. when when is this banger going to arrive? Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, I've got it. Um, we went and got some fish and chips and sat in the front. And there was a dog playing and, and the beach and stuff. And I just sat there and I was like, you know, I, I feel really like peaceful and content. Mm. And I was like, right, that's what I'm going to go and shoot them. Interesting, yeah. That pier is ideally before I'd have like waves crashing and, and such drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they know this was like sereneness, right? So and that's that's what I wanted from it. Um so yeah, so that's something else, I, and I'm trying to take that into portraits now, actually, because okay. it's interesting that you know if I was to take your portrait, for instance, hmm. it's there's an underlying rule that I should try and make you look, you know, as as well as I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm not sure if that's really the the professional attitude. You know, like certainly there's a, a hero of mine, and there's a story. I don't know how much of it is true i've heard various ones but mm. um chris floyd and he had the opportunity to shoot paul mccartney okay paul mccartney's his hero mm. however to get the shot he wanted he had to annoy him <laughs> to get the expression and everything that he wanted from him mm. um and yeah, you, you kind of wonder, you know, like how he was through that, you know, in that yeah, he's yeah. meeting his old time idol, but that yet he's, annoying, he's yeah. pissing him off to get yeah. what he wants from him. Um, and that's when I was like, do you know what? I just haven't been putting enough 
attention of emotion into mm. my images at all. In fact, it's something I've not really considered because I've been so fixed on the technical side of stuff. Like, mm. oh no, that 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 two strands of hair shouldn't be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that means I've got to go to Photoshop now, and I've got to. Whereas, yeah, yeah. Whereas now, for me, it's very much like, what, what, what am I getting here? What is it? And. I think this is coming back to what I said is about having something to say, you know, mm. is mm. that's really interesting to hear that yourself is having somewhat of a shift in not only the production, but the thought pattern behind the images you're making. And, you know, with that in mind, are you obviously, I know being in lockdown makes it a bit more tricky, but are you sort of making stuff? I, I know that. Recently yeah. So looking... at the moment, um, I've got this idea of, of trying to photograph key workers. Okay. Um, the idea, uh, the, the end story is I'd like to make a little book um, and then that can go out to be sold and money can go to uh, charity for, for yeah. whatever. Um, it's also to document it. But I think it's, you know, it's something that's going to be in history forever. Mm, mm. You know, you walk economically what's happened regardless of the amount of deaths and everything you know all aspects and facets of life at the moment it's going to be noted in history later you know it's going to be something we're going to look back on however i also notice every other photographer doing the same yeah so part of me is like do i really want to do this Mm. is this me feeling compelled to go and do it um but if I'm not, what am I doing? Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, at the moment, that's something I've, I've had a, a little bit of interest from. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and that's something I'd like to, to continue working. So if anybody hears this and would like to be part of it, feel free to get in touch. But, yeah, for me, it's very much um, it's time to start working with bodies works as opposed to just single images. And I think, you know, it, it's just as much as it's nice for me, mm. it'd be nice to create something and and give to somebody else from that. Definitely, you know? definitely. So, yeah, that's, that's something I'm looking at. But at the same time, I don't want to keep it too rigid because it may evolve into not just key workers, but into, I think there's a lot more still to come from COVID mm. in the sense of, you know, the... the people are being made redundant now and there's you know there's a lot more i think to happen to people not to put a downer on it but i think there's you know there's a lot more yeah we're not at this yet yeah. um so i don't yeah. want to keep it too sort of rigid but i think we can all be grateful for what the key workers have done to Definitely. to go out and try and keep society ticking over so um yeah but then i i noticed there's probably about 30 other people on a Facebook feed do the same thing. So I know it's, it's, it's not that I think I'm just going to be the only book out there and, and do that. But no. yeah, for me, I think it's just now we're at a point where it's safe to be going back out and, and photographing people from a distance. So. <laughs> um, yeah, why not? You know, and, and just promote to me, it's about promoting isolation a little bit in that, mm. um, you know, so whether that be sort of, photographing them in cars yeah to promote that or, or indoors or or wherever um 
But that's their part. I think this is my stumbling point of where I'm at at the moment. Hmm. Is I don't know what to say at the moment. Yeah. I, I think I've got, you know, it's back to that thing. I've got a lot of opinions. <laughs> but what do I actually want to put in the arena? Yeah. To say, yeah, this is this is from the heart. This is what I think, and and this yeah. is and, we should be. And it's a question of what am I portraying to the world that's, you know, you know, no matter how big one's following might be on social media or just, you know, who reads their books, whatever it might be, it's what am I portraying as me, you know, as an artist, you're putting your name to it. So you have to think why you're doing that. And it goes back to that question, why, which I think might be a common theme of all of this, but it sounds it sounds like a really interesting project i think the fact that you have a baseline and you know kind of where you want to start that's ma- what matters right now yeah i think you know for me it's still i at the moment i've got i'm very driven hmm. to go and recreate something like avidan's american west in a sense of a strong portrait a bit of a handwritten note hmm. Um, from anybody and everybody, you know, not that you have to be somebody to to be part of it. Definitely, um, the work is as a as a portrait artist is really influential to me. Mm. Um, I'm not quite sure, you know, if I want to go down the hole putting a white screen behind people and yeah, yeah, yeah. taking the studio out there. But for me, that idea of just for me, ultimately, I want to tell people stories. Um, I'd like to think I'm a bit of a people person at some points. But, yeah, and I think that comes from me not feeling like I've ever been good enough to have my story told. Okay. Um, that's what the driver is, is mm. that I want to give you a vehicle to express your story. Yeah. Um, so for me, a portrait session isn't about oh, let's just have a, a five-minute take a photo away there and there. Yeah. In an ideal world, let's have a cup of tea, let's have a chat, let's yeah, yeah. You know, find out what your story is, what, what you know, whatever. Um, and then I'll photograph you with the way I see that. Mm, mm. As opposed to what you'd like me to photograph. Definitely. Um, it's probably more of a more of how it would go down. But, yeah, yeah. Um, well, although yeah. although I feel like we could talk about this subject for hours, yeah, I think yeah. I think we're gonna have to call it time. But yeah, if I'd love to sort of get you back on because like there's so many more things we can uh, sort of discuss, and hopefully we can do that in person very soon. But to everybody listening or watching, where can they sort of find your work? Yeah, so at the moment, um, I'm I, I don't have a website at the moment, um, so. I've got a domain, but um, it's just that, that's how I'm in. So the best place really is just Instagram. Okay. My Instagram is David Chakel. Um And there's probably the best place right now. Perfect. Um, yeah. All right, man. Well, no, thank you ever so much for giving some time and hopping no, on the thank podcast. Thank you for inviting me on. It's, and, uh, it's been a pleasure. So that is it for episode 11 of the Faces for the Future podcast. I want to send a massive thank you to David for being on this show and sharing some really interesting insights into his work and also 
how he got to studying and becoming a photographer. It would be unfair if I didn't say thank you to you guys. You guys are giving me energy and support to continue this podcast and to share the stories of these fantastic creatives that come on the show. If you guys know anyone that would be interested on being on the Faces for the Future podcast, please feel free to send us a DM. Whilst you're on social media, if you could also go follow David and show some love and support to his work, uh, that would be absolutely fantastic. And if you're not following us already, if you could pop over to our Instagram page, which is at FFTF podcast, Faces for the Future podcast, and give it a follow as well, it would be amazing. Hope everyone is enjoying their Saturday so far, and uh, we'll be back very soon.